Hi, I'm Lorenzo Al's son. Please write us at minivanmen at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Louisa Lorenzo's sister, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Minivan Men. I'm Al Madrigal here with Maz Jabrani, and you're not going to believe who's back. Chris Spencer is here, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to get a Chris Spencer update, long-awaited update, and we're also going to talk about some celebrity choking and losing your child. I was stolen. Minivan Men starting now. That's right. You heard it correctly, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Spencer is back. It's amazing. Hi, everybody. How many weeks has it been, Chris? I don't know. You have to tell me. I think it really, realistically, and I was thinking about this, has been maybe 12 weeks. And it's understandable. I think at first, let me explain my process, because I've been here the entire time. Um, (laughs) I um, missed a few. At first, no, you know what? No, in this span, I'm talking about. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so at first, like... Very understandable. Chris is out. You know, he's busy. He's got this show that just got picked up. And I think you can go back and listen to the tape that I am very cool. At some point, I start to go, okay, that's enough. This yeah, you is called un- me. I felt like, you know, this is unacceptable. He's like, do you want to do this or what? I <laughs> Did like, I say that? Yeah, that's what it felt that like. That wasn't my tone. I mean, come on. We're all busy. What's going yeah. on? You know, oh, that was, I did say that. He goes, I'm yeah, busy. I'll I go, I'll join the you. club. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, because we are swamped doing this. And I think we've made that sort of clear. And you hear by our schedules. I mean, Maz is like globally doing stand-up comedy. Probably more lover. than any other comic. I mean, I I really do think, and I'm familiar at this point, you know, when we get in so deep, we know everybody. Maybe Russell Peters. Yeah. It's you and Russell My traveling of, internationally. Yeah, you guys travel, travel like magicians and ventriloquists like, <laughs> and jugglers. Like, nobody travels around Cruz the world Angel doing right. stand-up. Nobody travel. gets my jokes in Gambia. You know what I mean? Like, But you, <laughs> you have... Should, you should try it, man. There's some, you got some fans. Just, just, go, just go with it. <laughs> You're so right. No, you're the right. The fact that you're able to go to all, not only Middle Eastern countries, but Europe and and all over Asia, it's just like, it's fantastic. It's incredible. It is amazing. And then, of course, I'm doing the. Uh, you're thing. a hack and or we you're were, really good. We were uh, lucky I gotta enough. Come see you again. We had some great people. I was trying to explain to everybody that filled in. All the black people that filled in? <laughs> we didn't have any uh, black guests. <laughs> come hosts. on. Suli was around. We here. did no? have um, Richard Spate Jr. We went white guy. We went white. We went Joe Diaz. Joe Diaz was Diaz. with us. Joe Diaz did too. He's, his wife is pregnant. Okay. And he has pregnant. an older daughter. Some of these people lying, act like they're pregnant just to get on the show. That's funny. They just want my spot. No, but so what Al was saying was, so I remember, so I would call me and be like, man, Chris, what is? I we're busy and you know, Chris is. You I know, get it. We're busy too, and I and so I, you know, I called Chris and I was like, Chris, man, what's up with the show? It was two different versions of. Where are you? No, no. So it was, you were yeah. my mom, and he was my dad. Right. It was good cop, bad cop. Yeah, he went down to the so, Apollo looking for black comedians to replace me. <laughs> well, Tony thing- Rock, come here. Are you thinking about getting anybody pregnant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because the thing about Al was, um, he, you know, again, like he's right. I mean, I mean, and, and Al, you're like people Al, were writing in. Yeah, but Al is also someone who is on the Daily Show. Right. And uh, at the same, like, you don't slow down. You don't get on the Daily Show and go, okay, that's it. I'm on the show. Let me, you're like, he's pitching TV shows. He's auditioning for an animation thing he's going to do right now. He's audition right here. Listen. He's, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's audition. He's, that's got his, he's flying his family into New York and right. bringing dog. I mean, you, you don't, you're not, you don't, 
You can't relax. I brought this really funny thing about the whole family was in New York. We've talked about this a lot, but I think they, in this last week that we've been off, they got a good taste of what some of my days were like. Because I would leave, the dogs would start barking. Again, biggest mistake of my life. Dogs start barking, want to be taken out at 6.30 in the morning. I was, I stopped drinking altogether. So I haven't had a sip of alcohol for two weeks because that's how busy I am. I can't be slowed down by being groggy when I wake up in the morning or just even slowing down to have a sip of wine or anything like that. So I was going 6.30 in the morning, came, started coming home at 8.30 and 9 o'clock. And then going out and doing sets. And the kids were like, what is the point of us coming out here? What are you doing? Like, why are we even here? Right. And I said, "That's these are what these days are like. Yeah. And just so you know. And they also went on the road with me. And I got to give them a little taste of the road, which was nice. Because I went and did a gig up in Webster, New York. And brought them to Niagara Falls. And we oh, did the whole great. thing. But... They got a little taste of, this isn't glamorous. I'm not out here having so a fun funny time. how it seems, the finished product is so, it's the diamond. They see the diamond, but they don't understand the coal, the little piece of black rock that we have to make pretty. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's great when they do get to see that. And you know what's interesting, what you're saying, because I've, I, now it's funny, because I've, since I got back from Montreal, I've had. That's another country that's in, not in the United Canada. States. Uh, I had, I've had some downtime to be home, City, yeah. but things have been busy. Exactly what you just said. Like, I've now, I feel guilty sometimes because I'm home now, but I wanted to, like, you know, spend a lot of time with the kids, but I end up having meetings and, and I got to write and I got all this stuff going on during the day. And then they come home for a couple hours, put them to sleep, and then off to the comedy club because we always got to go to the comedy club. Yeah. And so that's the thing. And I feel sometimes my with my wife, too, I feel like she's like, okay, kids are asleep. Let's hang out. I'm like, I got to go. I got sets. Ladies and gentlemen out there who are psychology majors or just really slick like me, as you can see, what they're telling me is they've been so busy, but yet they've been able to fit this in. So what they're <laughs> exactly. saying to me is, I don't care how busy you are, Chris, you should have found time for us. Well, that's the other thing. Is that like, I wanted two... you to, when I called, I said, tell us what your schedule is. No, that, I made that, that very clear. That was great. That's why we got. That's why we were able to do it today because, you know, well, uh, now, now, it's been crazy. Now well, fill explain, us in. Well, explain, explain to people because the thing is a lot of people yes. don't realize you're executive producing and writing on a show. Yeah. Which is a whole other level of, of busyness. Go. My busy is busier than they're busy. No, it's actually a different busy. It's a, it's a, it's a more it's a high pressure. And I think what you're dealing with and I was thinking about today is like when we talked about this before, it's like lottery. When you hit one of these shows, like – Yes. The show that he's working on, he makes it good. There's a lot of pressure because he this could be on the air for five years. Six tell years. tell him about tell tell people so, about it. Tell him about what it is. What's the show and okay, what you've so been doing? This is why I'm so busy. Is I've I, we we're all we've all been the stars on TV shows. We've been the guy, um, but we've never been the guy to tell the guy what to do. So I never knew how busy that guy was. I'm the I'm an executive producer on a show called The Real Husbands of Hollywood, which I created. And now, not only am I the guy who has to be funny, I didn't realize how much administration I had to do. Meaning, not only am I in charge of 10 scripts, I'm in charge of six writers, and then uh, I'm fortunate enough the cast are all good friends of mine. So, Who do you got in this thing? Um, Kevin Hart, That's who might amazing. be the hottest, hottest comedian besides yeah. you, know, you yeah. uh, in the world right now. <laughs> uh, Boris Kojo who you've seen in numerous movies. He's probably the prettiest dude in the world right now. Uh, J.B. Smooth, who plays Leon on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Hilarious. He's hilarious. Uh, Robin Thicke, 
who's married to Paula Patton, who's probably one of the, he's one of the biggest, he's the only white soul crooner in the world. Like he's, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, did you see Robin Thicke? Uh, you can't, you can't see, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. And that's going to be in the show. He parties. He parties. <laughs> yeah, a, this dude parties. Is he song? Alan Thicke's kid? Absolutely. Yeah. Alan Thicke from... He's uh, a huge songwriter. Like, he's an amazing... Yeah, he's wow. one of the top dude, songwriters. Music, we'll play some of his... Maybe we'll play one of his songs on the way out. That'd be great. Um, he's absolutely... He's married to Paula Patton, who was in Deja Vu with Denzel. And, okay. Uh, jumped the... Broom, she's, she's dropped So you've gorgeous. got this all-star cast. All-star cast. Uh, on Love is doing guest spots. We got T.I., Nelly, Floyd, uh, Mayweather, what Serena on BET. So this is huge. Face on Love huge. And this is same grouping as I'm just telling you some of the guest yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Anderson. And this uh, is a, so this is a big show. So this, so this is just let me interject real quickly because what's funny is as comedians uh, and as people in you know in LA and Hollywood whatever we're constantly trying to pitch and sell shows. Right. And we go through the process. He sold and one. if it and if it doesn't get picked up, we get together and we bitch. We're like, man, they don't Absolutely. understand me. They don't da 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 da. Right. And then now you've hit it. Your show got picked up, and you right. got this awesome cast. Right. And you're doing a show you like to do. Right. And you're like, oh my god, I did not know the work. And what's funny is, so I'm the glue between the administration and these people, because these people are my friends. So when they have conflicts with the executives, they're calling me. When the executives have conflict with these stars, they're calling me. So I'm in the middle trying to figure out why doesn't Robin Thicke want to wear sweatpants in this scene? And he's trying to tell me because that his audience would never, ever see him in sweatpants. And you're like, hey, Robin, hold on. I'm doing minivan, man. I'll call you back. Yeah. And I'm like, Robin, this isn't really you. Although what we've done actually is, this is basically what we've created is kind of like reality plus. We're mocking all those housewife shows doing the bitchiness that men have, that men do as house husbands. So it's their lives, but it's exaggerated. So now I am in charge of all these people. So my day is like six to like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Wow. So you, and you guys have been there where you're, you're so tired. Your body is tired, but your mind is still awake. Look at me. So you wake up and you're just from your neck down, wants to lay down, but your mind is like, I have so much stuff I got to do. And I got to say, what's interesting too is we're in a different era now. Cause I, I was just thinking about this. Like if you had this show, let's say 15 years ago, and we, you had to, like people had to call you on your home phone. You could go, you know, I'm going to unplug the phone. Absolutely. I'm done. Now you're probably getting texts from Kevin Hart, like tweets from yes. uh, Thick, you know, emails from da-da-da. You can't. I can't get away. And here's another, another thing. I thought, you know what's so funny? I, for this success happened properly now that I'm in my 40s because when they were about to announce the show, 15 years ago, I'd have been like, yes, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, USA Today, whatever. I want that. And now in my, I'm like, I don't want that attention. No, let's just make it, make let's something just, great, and then they'll start talking to, about it. And the, the little, the, it was in Variety uh, Thursday, phone calls everywhere. People, how come I'm not directing? I'm like, you know, friends of mine that are directors. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. you ain't putting me in nothing. That's funny. And yeah. now you're talking about why aren't you directing? And my friends are submitting, you know, sending me pictures and, and demos. And I'm like, ridiculous. When does it premiere? March of 2013. That's Spring. another thing people got to know is you're working on this now. Right. And it's going to come out next year. How many year? episodes did yeah. you make? Ten. And then are we they, just did our um, first week. Editing everything now? Is yes. I saw dailies yesterday. Oh, you just, you've only shot the first week now. Yes. And that's the other thing people got to know. I've the been preparation. doing ten weeks of prep. Yeah. 
And the other thing was, I got to tell you something too. What's beautiful about this idea, Chris, is, you know, as comedians, uh, we'll sit there sometimes and we'll see someone do a joke that's great, and we'll go, man, because it's 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 like it was so good. It was so like you're like, why didn't I think of that joke? And this idea is a great idea. And I'm like, you know, I'm listening to it right now. I'm like, such a simple idea. Why didn't anyone else? But you took it. And you perfected it, right. and now you got this. Well, so what happened was it started off as a sketch at the BET Awards. So we did this little itty bitty vignette with Nick Cannon, Nelly, uh, Jermaine Dupri, uh, Anthony Anderson, Kevin Hart, and it just went bananas. It was a three minute. It was a three part, like five minute, two three vignettes. So they so approached you. BET people approached. No, I was already you. writing on the show, and they're like, okay. No, no, but after they saw it, the higher up said, "Hey, why isn't that a show?" No, not them. This is what happened. BET was slow on it, actually. The world went crazy when they saw it. They started creating web pages and fan pages, and it went viral, and it was in Spanish. Like, people went crazy. Like, And then they created a site, like, sign this petition to get Real Husbands of Hollywood on the air. Wow. They kept sending it. You know, it was going crazy. Millions of people, right? And then, so nothing happened. Then, BET Awards 2012 came, and... Uh, we're like, you know, we're going to have to do this show. Uh, we're going to have to do this sketch again. And BT finally came and said, you know what? We're going to have to make this a series. And we did it this year, and it was with Kevin Hart, uh, Sam Jackson, who hosted the BT Awards this year. And it, we had Anthony Anderson and Kevin and, uh, and Faze on Love, and it was it went even more bananas than that. Can we put these clips on the Minivan Men Absolutely. Uh, Facebook? We Absolutely. Absolutely. can, and we can also put them up uh, on our website. Yeah, yeah, please take a look. Check it out, minivanmen.com, as well as the Minivan Men Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash minivanmen, right? Yeah. Check so those out so you see you'll what see 2011, Chris... and then you'll see 2012, uh, Real Husbands of Hollywood. Awesome. So still, my question still stands. Are you in and out? Are you in or out? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Um, See, luckily I, we found we found it, and I almost messed it up for tomorrow. I thought all I thought about was him. You're oh busy. my god! Yes, because they changed be the shoot day to tomorrow. I was like, this dude. I want go. you both thinking about me at all times when we have stuff coming up with your wife, where she's buying all new furniture, when you're remodeling. I want to think what would Al do, and the ah. answer is go sign. And I was trying to think of who could they replace me with, but there was nobody. So I, nobody. I, I, you've I, hired I all saying. the you've hired all the black yes, actors. All the black actors <laughs> yeah. are on my he, show. He's got him show. He's got yo Kevin. You better not go. <laughs> JB, you better not think about going to minivan man. Because well, we want some quality. Now we're going to be able to get some guests. Absolutely. Okay, let's um, take a break, let's and then we'll break. be right back. It'll be my first break in the week. Guys, thanks for all the support. Make sure to go to Facebook and go to our page under Minivan Men and like us there. You can also find that page by going to our website, minivanmen.com, and clicking on the Facebook link. See you on Facebook. And we're back. Of course, we're all on Twitter. You can catch it at... Al Madrigal, at Maz Jabrani, and at the Chris Spencer. So check us out on Twitter. Um, back talking about um, Chris's updates and also with your update. Well, you had something weird happen in a restaurant? So, so this happened to me just, just two days ago. I went to uh, lunch with a friend of mine. We went to the Soho House. You've been to the Soho House? Dope. Sure. Beautiful place, sunset. It's like a, it's like a, it's a club. It, it's a club, and it's on top of this building on Sunset Boulevard. So it overlooks Los Angeles. 
and uh, my friend's a member, so he said, let's go have lunch there. It's beautiful. Like, it's so high that once in a while helicopters fly past you. At but it's thing. a celebrity type of place, too, where, you know, you're going to go. I went there after to an after party, after you know, post some award show. You'll see, and you'll like see that. who's who. Yeah, it's a really cool spot. And, and so we went to lunch with a guy, and we're eating, and this guy has... Um, Two kids, two young kids around around my my kids' age. Like I think his kids are like three. Who is he? An actor? No, he's a guy out of. He's a, a friend of mine. Uh, a, a, my he's my cousin's friend out of London. He's actually a manager. He manages uh, musicians and stuff. Anyway, so really nice guy. And we're sitting there, we're eating lunch, and um, I, I look over to my left, and uh, and it's and it's still kind of early lunchtime. And to my left, Thomas Hayden Church is sitting there. Thomas Hayden Church, for those of you who don't know, was the guy in Sideways. Mm-hmm. He was in Wings. He was in Wings. He was the Sp- He was in Spider Man as well, I think the villain. Yeah, I didn't right. see yep. it. Yeah, sure, Miss Sandman. But he's he's like you know he's he's very like you, if you see the face you'll know. But if you probably know who he is any, anyway. So he, Thomas Hayden Church is sitting there at lunch talking to someone, um, and we're sitting there, and me and my my friend were talking, and my and my friend starts talking about his dad getting older, and how his dad retired, and his dad used to be a big manager for comedians in london he said you know my dad retired and it's kind of like sad to see him he doesn't have his hot you know hobbies and stuff so and i told him i said yeah i go it's really sad seeing your parents not have anything to do because i said i saw it with my grandparents and i said you know my grandfather had a lot of stuff he kept himself busy and as i'm telling the story we're eating and i see he's getting teary-eyed and i'm like man he's you know he's getting emotional i'm thinking man i'm a good storyteller man this i'm i'm making this guy cry and I keep going. I'm, I'm trying to wax poetic. And suddenly the guy starts coughing. And I'm like, oh, man, he's really getting... T-. And then he starts spitting salivas coming out. And I go, uh, you okay? And he keeps going. And I'm like, are you? And he... Did he grab for the water? Or no, he, he, grab- just, he just... He's just... He's trying to <coughs> cough and spit... <coughs> and spits coming. Now, there's two thoughts going through your head. One thought is, oh, my God, I hope no one's seeing this. This is a lot oh of God, attention how being... embarrassing <laughs> for me. <laughs> right? I'm sitting there. I'm at the Soho house. Oh my God. Oh my God. choking. Stop. I, I just read for that guy over at that table. <laughs> yeah. Stop. If you, if you die, I'm not going to get the part. I can't yeah. be with the choker. Right? We oh. are so Hollywood. Right. Please, please stop dying right here. My second thought is, what's going on? Now, Now I don't know. So I get up. I'm like, uh, are you okay? Are you? And he's trying to get up. He's trying to, you know. And I start, I start, so I'm like facing him. He's bent over and I'm just hitting his back. Kind of softly, but Where like harder. Where is the restaurant management at this point? No one. Everyone's just. I think everyone's eating, and they're starting to hear this getting more and more. And I'm like, Oh my god, I can't believe I, this guy's choking over there. Right, uh, excuse me, this is a Soho house. Do you oh guys have god. permission to choke? Oh here? my god. Oh, I hope he's not. Sh- I hope he's not I choking. Hate it when one of the non-members come in and choke. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not. I'm hitting the guys, but and, and I'm going. Uh, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm standing up. Suddenly, Thomas Hayden Church. He's sitting there at the lunch, and he goes, "I'll help you, buddy." Yeah, he's got that voice. He's kind of like <laughs> like Western. He's like, "Hey, buddy." Hey. He actually says that. He goes, "Hey, bro, uh, you think he needs the Heimlich?" And I go, "Ah, uh, I don't know. I've been dying to give somebody the Heimlich." Yeah. Hayden Church stands up, and I didn't realize how he's kind of a built dude. Uh-huh. He comes over, grabs my buddy, starts giving him the Heimlich. At this point, my buddy's like limp. Like my buddy's about to die. And, and, and like more spits coming out and more like I'm like, oh, my God. And he's just poop, poop. And, and then and suddenly whatever it was, boom, comes out. And I'm like, oh, my God. What this, was it? Some bread? It, well, where it, did it shoot? It just it just it's just like it, I don't know what. It, first of all, it came out there was because what happened was it came out. But then there was more left because then the next half an hour he and I were in the bathroom, him trying to throw up. He's like, there's still something in there. 
Where, where, why is no one drinking water at this point? Well, no, we're drinking. <laughs> no, I'm giving him water. You know what's happening? He goes, I drink the water and it keeps coming back up. Because uh, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like I'll tell stopper. you. The, now, let me ask you something. Is this from the food at the Soho house that he starts choking? Or did he have. No, no, this is from the food. Milky so Way this, earlier. No, so this is what happened is so, so, so the final, final, like at the very end, he calls me later because he walks home. He's living, he's, he's, he lives in England, but he's staying at their, like their home in LA, which is close enough for him to he walk. walked home because you I'll just had, walk you home had, by myself and die in the yeah. street. <laughs> you had fine. an audition, so yeah. you just made sure he was okay. Like, look, I'd love to help you out, <laughs> but, but I got to be somewhere. Back. No, for the clumps. No, you know what it was? He's like, I'll walk home. I'm fine. So, but by then he was feeling better. But then he called me a little bit later. He goes, Hey, man. He goes, I, I, I'm sorry if I embarrass you. I go, no, dude. I go, you kidding me? And he goes, by the way, because we thought it was the pasta. He was having a pasta with mushroom. We thought it was a pasta, but we had an appetizer, which was calamari. He goes, dude, I just came home and threw up again, and it was the calamari the whole time. Now, a couple of things went through. First of all, he was funny about it, too. He's How like, about chew your calamari. Is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. If you, well, first, finish. Well, well, first of all, what's funny is because he, you know, he's like, after he was, once he was in the bathroom trying to get rid of whatever it was, he goes, was that the guy from Sidewise? And I go, yeah. He's like, you think it'd be all right if I go over and go, hey, thank you for saving my life. By the way, loved you in Sideways. <laughs> you know? I was like, only in L.A. does that happen. Right. You get the, saved by a movie star. The other L.A. thing that happened was, Thomas Hayden Church was having lunch with a guy. Turns out, I didn't, I didn't even see him. He turns around. It was my new agent. I just moved. So my agent's sitting there. One of my agents. I moved to your agency. Oh, the news. Yeah, yeah and he okay. looked, and he turned, and, and I was like, hey, what's up? Who was it? Uh, 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 Jason uh, Heyman. Hilarious. And then, but, and word, here's how word spreads. I get in my car. As soon as I get in my car after we eat, I get a call from my other agent's. And manager going, hey man, we just found out where you you were in a near death. What happened? I'm like, what? So Heyman had called them them and told them. anyway. So word travels fast. But as a dad, your new agent told your old agent. No, 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 no. Oh. My new agent told the other agents your, your of the agency. Agent, yeah. But the reason I'm telling this whole story is because um, we just got an emergency here. Those were Al's kids, and his daughter just hurt her finger. That's great to see the love. Yeah, he hugged, and took well, care of his sister. Well, it's funny because he, for the first thing he did was try to absolutely. That was hey. some big brother stuff right there. <laughs> it works, right? And he bent it. He back. bent her finger back. <laughs> just, do when, it. just when I thought your kids were abnormally angelic, I was glad to see that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, let me see if it works, right? Yeah. And, and, oh. Why are we so evil? Did you, you didn't have a little sister, did you? I had uh, two younger brothers. Yeah. Were you mean to them? Of course. Uh, you sometimes, yeah, I would throw them around a little bit. I yeah. was so nice to my younger brothers, and they ganged up on me. You they, told me they jumped. You. Yeah, they jumped me. I used to walk around a corner, and one was uh, <laughs> one would attack me, and then the other one would be hiding in another place. He'd come in after the other one was struggling. Hilarious. So they would try to find me. But anyway, uh, this choking. So the choking. So the story. The reason I even brought up the story was because this guy's got young kids, and I was thinking about because my wife. I told my wife afterwards. She goes, "Oh my god, that guy could have died." And his kids, you know, like, and you never know. He would have choked on a friggin' calamari. calamari. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you guys had experiences like that where you're like, whatever. I no, mean, we usually help our friends. <laughs> no, no. You know, you're, well, you're, it happened with Freddie Soto, who, who left. He just died in the night and left his. I just got one of their, because I was helping a, a, a very funny comedian, Freddie Soto, died at like six years ago now. And. It, about this time, his it was his birthday. It was July tenth. I was very close to him, and if you look up, well, that's a YouTube video we can put up on our site as well. Just him doing stand up. He was hilarious. Hilarious. He died with a thousand dollars in the bank. Wow. And he had no life insurance. He had no plan. 
and he passed away, and he left a little girl that's Lorenzo's age named Cruz, and the money that we raised for him after he died, I just got a statement. They're down to 13000 bucks. Wow. in that account. How much did you guys make? We made about 125 and I told through all the benefits, you know, somebody's died and all the friends come out and people give big chunks of money. George Lopez, I think, gave a lot of money. I think um, Dane Cook, like, you know, everybody, sort of, a lot of people donate and, um, you know, raise the money. And then he's left with nothing. So it's like planning and I have life insurance. I went out immediately and got life insurance after that. And then also really sort of, I told you at this point, and it's only been a couple of weeks, but just not drinking, like, I don't know. It's in my head. Well, I you know, it could, it, it could happen any minute, any time. Have you guys ever had anything like the, the choking? I'm like, I remember my, my father-in-law told me a story, like, you know, in the Indian community, any community, word gets around. So he was telling me and my wife about this young guy, probably like 30-ish, and he goes, he was at a restaurant, and he f- finished his meal, Went to get one of those little candies that you eat at the, you know, on the outside, you know, on your way out. Put the candy in his mouth. Went to the bathroom, choked. No one was there. Choked on it. Died. You know what I'm saying it's like crazy. Like, like, what are the chances? Have you guys had anything like that ever? Where it's like slipping, it's uh, falling on ice. People fell on. I there's a story of people's your brain swells and you are just um, cracks open like a melon. And then the the other thing is, um, it's not like just aneurysm in your sleep. I mean, you could go at any moment texting while driving. Yeah, just getting hit. I think about you know when we we've all we grew up in the Bay Area, so driving across the Golden Gate Bridge and you're oh, in yeah. that center center lane. Death lane, yeah. Death lane. It's windy, right? It's no, windy, it's just, but it's like no there's, divider. There's no divider. Well, you one part of the bridge, they just put little cones, like little not cones, like little like like small sticks. little yeah sticks, and it's like Plastic you're going sticks. fifty, you know, sixty miles an hour in one direction. There's another car coming, and you could just a little turn and boom, you're done. Somebody doesn't pay attention, boom, and you're yeah. done. Texting or whatever, like you said. I mean, but the worst case scenario is then you're leaving. I think that's what your wife's point is. Just you're leaving everybody with nothing. Yeah, man, it was it was one of those situations where it's like, I mean, now I'm like, it's funny too. The other thing I learned about that is if you're ever in a situation where someone's choking, d- d- think worst case scenario right off the bat. Right. Because I'm I'm in, I was like, oh, you know, it's gonna be f- yeah, it's okay. That's what Come you on. think. Right. You know, if I were a doctor, I probably would have been right away on the guy. Right. But I was just like, you know, I was so slow. Even with my kids, sometimes you know how it is. They'll they'll try and eat pasta and they start choking. Right. I just hit the back a little bit. You got to get in there though. Do you know how to do the Heimlich? Heimlich. Now? I never know. I've never, but I just kind of know you. you. It's like right around there, and just like you just, you know, get behind the guy underneath the the ribcage. It's underneath the ribcage, and you go up, up. Yeah. Listen to. There's a comic that has a great Heimlich. Was his family doctor, and uh, you go in, and uh, he grew up with Doctor Heimlich as a pediatrician. Oh, that's funny. And you go in and you're like, Doctor, I, I got a pain in my knee. You go, all right, bend over. Also, the other thing you realize is like... It, Tom Agnew. You can't, you can't, you can't uh, Heimlich everybody. There's some dudes that are pretty big that like, how would you Heimlich? I have no idea. Like, how is would you Heimlich John Terry Crews? You probably have to just drop kick him. Drop kick. Terry Crews is on the episode, by the way. Terry, of course. How would you Heimlich uh, uh, Ralphie? Be hard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, triple up, triple team, triple right. team of Heimlich. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come right back. Yo, this is Chris Spencer. I know you guys are listening to us. You're laughing and you're, you're telling everybody about us, but we need you to rate it. So when you go on iTunes, rate us. Go down to where it says comments and say, hey, 
I think you're groovy. And we're back. Uh, we got some uh, mail from uh, minivanmen at gmail.com. Uh, Richard, I wrote it, Richard writes in, I live on Cape Cod. Uh, after our daughter was born, I took my two boys, four and a half, two years old, to the beach with my sister and her daughter to give the wife a new baby some quiet time. Around noon, the tide started coming in, so we had to move our stuff around um, like 100 feet off the sandbar into uh, higher ground. My older son wanted to play a little in the tide pool, which had about three inches of water. I kept an eye on him almost the whole time. I say almost because on the last trip with our stuff, took my eyes off him. When I look back, he's completely gone. Mm. I did a quick scan. Then I went to the lifeguard. They go nuts whenever there's a missing kid. Nobody leaves or arrives at the beach. Parking lots close down, and they start mobilizing. So it's pretty cool, but not when you're the parent who lost the kid. It's terrifying. So my oldest isn't the swimming type. Anything more than a bathtub and he wants to hang on to me. My son was the exact same way, not a big... He's getting better now, but um, initially terrified. Um, anyway, he knew he left He left his new boogie board, so that made me think somebody had scooped him up. You know, it's like, imagine the keys feeling, <laughs> or the wallet feeling, but with a little kid. Anyway, fortunately, it turned out he was just way down the beach. He looked up, didn't see me. So we started walking. He stayed, um, you know, on the closest sandbar to the beach, thinking he'd find me there. I give the kid a little credit. He wasn't crying when the lifeguard found him, and he was fine after the whole ordeal. The, the one thing I did right is I dressed my boys in the same outfit. I don't know about that. Anyway, I did this for two reasons. It makes it easier for me to only look for one style, and just in case this type of thing happened, I'm glad um, because it allowed me to show the guards what he looked like. And uh, after losing him, I only had one thing to do, call the wife and say, don't worry, we found him. See, I never would have called my wife and told her anything happened. Well, um, you guys lost your kids before, right? Five I've... seconds. Toy store. I was looking at uh, Christopher in a toy store. He was two. I looked at something. I looked back. He was gone. Oh. That feeling is ridiculous. Holy... So first thing I did was ran to the door and then basically... Scanned, scanned on the way back. Are you, are you calling out his name and stuff? Yes. And it just found him in another aisle playing with another toy. But we have a rule a where I say, if you can't see me, you're in trouble. Oh, yeah. We play this. If you're walking down the street, you're not allowed to turn a corner. Yeah. Like, if we're going to make a right, you got to wait for me. And the when corner. the little, I say red light, you know how they like to run ahead at all times? And I'm so sick of those dogs, by the way, <laughs> after this New York trip. What's no, that? we took him to New York, New. put him in the one York. bedroom he was staying at with his whole family. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to kill them both. <laughs> anyway, anybody want dogs? <laughs> anyway, so um, if you can't see me, you're in trouble. And then the whole red light thing. So, you know, I'm not going to leash my kids up. We talked about how horrible that when is. When are we going to start putting uh, uh, tracking devices in the kids? They already exist. Yeah, they do. They already They're You're not microchipping them like you are the dogs, but... You can um, get an iPad thing and put a wristband on them, and just yeah. But then the the, the Sandusky can take the wristband off of them. Yeah, man, I don't know because I uh, you know what was uh, real quickly what you just said. I've had two incidents where you lost him one time with Dara. It was in a it was in a uh, like CVS pharmacy. Exactly, so he kind of ran in. I ran after him. He was like maybe two and a half, and now he's going down the aisles. And I'm thinking someone swooped him up and took him. And the second time we were uh, um, on a field. 
And it was a soccer class he was going to. He's like three and a half, four. And I'm starting to play, like get the camera ready to videotape. And I look around, this big open field. He's gone. And I'm yelling his name, yelling his name. Some dude sees me. He goes, you looking for your son? I go, yeah. He goes, he goes ran that way to the playground. He saw the playground, went to the playground. Now, I'll t- I don't know if this happened to you. As soon as that, like within those, those 10, 15 seconds, the movie Ransom is in my head. Oh. I'm Mel Gibson. Listen, I couldn't even watch Ransom after my son was born. Because it scared me so much. Like, I just watched it, maybe, now it's that It's so five. frightening. I was stolen when I was a kid. Yeah, explain that. Now, what happened? I was in Andronico's Park and Shop in San Francisco on Funston and Judah. And uh, I got um, kidnapped. How'd that happen? What happened? So my mom, same thing. So, a supermarket. This is before anything. This is 1971, 1972. And I'm a baby in a shopping cart. It's encouraged. And... Um, Please. My mom had me in a, in the cart in an aisle, and walked around the corner. Oh, I forgot something. You know, you round the corner at the butt of an aisle and go around the cereals on the other side. Goes back, I'm gone. Out of the cart, cart sitting there without me oh in it. Oh my god, that's freak out time. Screams at the top of her lungs. We should have her on to next time to tell this story. Runs out to the parking lot, finds a crazy homeless lady with me in her arms. Oh, my God. Snatches the baby away, calls for help. The lady takes off. You're five years old? No, I'm one. Oh. I would have had my whole life living in Golden Gate Park or... You've been a different, different, different kid, guy. Different person, man. <laughs> no, I'd still end up doing the podcast. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd still... That's the end result would be the same. So I got snatched. I did wander off. We all went skiing when I was little. And they lost me. You just slipped away. I no, honestly, I I walked. I was at the top of a hill. Everybody was like doing toboggans and the you know just the little saucers. And I went to the top and then walked over and was gone for a good half hour and got lost in the snow by myself and no one knew where I was. And I ended up walking down the wrong side and came around to everybody and they were losing. Uh, they completely lost it. Everyone was freaking out. Wow. And um, in terms of my son, I did one thing. I can't believe I haven't told you guys this. Maybe I have. We drove away without him. We drove away without him, and he was in the street. And this what? is about a year and a half ago. We, I thought he got in the car. So we go, we get in the car, and everybody packs up, throw this stuff in there, and we drive down and got to the end of the block, Colorado here, and... Uh, Louisa looks and goes, where's Lorenzo? And we both went, oh, my God. Wait, so he was at the home, though. It was like home alone. Losing, I'm his mind. Oh. Running down the block like oh. Timothy Hutton. And <laughs> poor <laughs> just kid. crying. And poor guy, we, we, we left him. Traumatized them. <laughs> totally traumatized. I have one half of story kind of like that. Uh, 10, 15 years ago, Queen Latifah had a talk show. I don't know if you guys remember What? This. Yeah, I can remember, I remember that. Yeah. Two seconds. A lady called the Queen Latifah show and said she wanted to be reunited with her son, who she gave up for adoption, and his name was Christopher Spencer. So you're watching the show? No, somebody, people were calling me. Hilarious. And I'm like, all right, well, we got to try to figure out how to find him. So the producers called me and were like, um, we want to reunite you with your mother. I was like, what are you talking about? Your mother, come on, as you know, <laughs> or maybe you don't know, you were, you were adopted, and your birth mother wants to be reunited with you. What? So, uh, and I'm going, okay, I re- and all I'm thinking, there's a, there's a couple of pictures of me as a, as a baby with my mom. And I, I just, you know, my mom is being welcomed home, and she's like this with the baby. I'm like, 
she steal me just for two seconds i'm like i look too much like them but i'm like i just had to call her mom you are my mom right anything you want to tell me what and i told the story about the, the lady on the queen latifah show she's like please she's like, that must be another christopher spencer That's not you baby now the same guy also writes in that he just found out that there's a um he went i guess some guy came up to his door and said he's a registered sex offender too just Jeez. recently, Cape Cod, and so I look. He came in. By the way, I live next door, and I, I will. That's what they're supposed to do, right? So this is the dude who lost his kid on the beach. Yeah, had someone come and say, "I'm by the way, I'm a registered." Secretary. Yeah, that just happened. Right. He just wrote back. So if said, he's lost, he'll be at 1876. Yeah, no, he should start dressing his kids in different outfits. Yeah. to confuse the guy. If they look, if they're like twins, dude, I. I've looked that up right away. And, what can uh, we do about that? Can we chip our You can kids? go to Megan's. Well, to find out. Have you done that thing where you've gone and find out if they're around you at all? Yes. It's spooky. What do you got? Do you I, know? It was like three or four. They're, they're right, there's one right around the corner. You know what, man? Screw it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest in 24-hour bodyguard for my children, like a, like a secret service. Just have some dudes sitting there. Just be like, follow this kid. But you can do that. This should be a, this should be like a. I got a couple service. things like just home security wise that maybe we should talk about. I got a camera that I can watch from my iPhone. Oh yeah, we're getting that. You got it. You're I'll show it to it. you. Okay, good. I'm glad. We, right. we just talked about it this morning. Okay, I got it in the house. So you can be in New York. Yep. Or wherever. I got it, and iPad. you can listen too. You can call so, the house and go. No more cookies. And they'll be like, "What the hell are you talking yeah. about?" Yeah. Lorenzo and so, Louisa. So you can hear it when they kidnap your kid. Yeah, and yeah. It'll be like the movie Taken. You'll be the Liam Neeson yeah. character. Someone's coming after you. I want you to go underneath the bed. Your mother. That was a horrible movie, and they're making a they're making a sequel. Horrible. You didn't like that movie? I thought it was stupid. Oh, it I was thought that brilliant. was one of the best movies. You're what? crazy. I'll person. tell you why it was stupid. Go back and watch. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, you why. are a horrible person. No, no, I'll tell you. you why. Are I <laughs> may not have a lot of money, but I possess uh, what is that? A unique I have a, set of skills. skills, and I will find you. All that was cool. You know what was the worst? The, the reason that it, it didn't work for me? His daughter was supposed to be like in high school. The girl that was playing it was like 35 years old. I was oh, watching. She was that young. bothered you? That she was, was the playing. Thing. The like, people on Friends were also 46 years yeah, old. But this girl was, I don't know if you and remember. Beverly Hills 90210. No, no, there's a and scene. Listen, there's a scene where like somebody, I forget it, it's like a birthday or something. Someone comes around and she like, she she all run, she ran like she was like retarded. I'm no no offense to retarded, but she was just like, oh, daddy, daddy. I was like, man. Daddy, daddy. I go, yes. <laughs> that what was she supposed to do? Was, leave her? I, I was out. As soon as that happened, I was out. You're I crazy. I think she was too old. That Isn't he crazy, Worry? That was an awesome movie. Taken sucked. Oh. Maz Jobrani. At Maz Jobrani. Let's debate it. What do you think about The Godfather? Godfather was horrible. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, Minivanman at gmail.com. Chris Spencer is back. Um, take care. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks.